Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Welcome to Stupidity, home of the greatest media mind ever to walk the planet. Okay, so here's the deal. He's a true icon in every sense of the word. He's loved and feared. More than any being to grace this planet. There's two guys. Hey, a man with a voice that sounds like Barry White and Beyonce had a Jewish baby. God himself would pay $39.99 for a cameo. Fact of the matter is, you are about to embark on a transcendent experience that can only be described as psychological nudity. This is Stu Gops, and this is Stupidity. Here we go, Jim. Hello, friends. Hey. Hi, Billy. Welcome to this episode of Stupidity. It's a weird one because Stugatz is not on it at all. I'm sure he doesn't mind. At all? He's not on it at all, no. Huh. Well, because he was supposed to be on it, but then he's not on it. We had that gum thing, right? Yeah, yeah, he, yes. So, Stugatz <laughs> agreed to do door. this interview with us, and we were going to do this interview about sneakers. So I said, you know what, let's bring on Tony. Tony really likes sneakers. Like, this will be, like, he'll, you know, help us with this interview. And Stugatz said, okay, we'll do it, buddy. And then the day of the interview, he's like, ah, I got a gum thing. I can't do it. And I'm gum, like, G-U-M. Gum. Well, yeah. I was like, well, but, like, this is interviews in, like, 45 minutes. He's like, yeah, I can't do it. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to cancel it at this point. So then... Me and Tony just went ahead and did it on our own. And then we said, you know what, let's let's do an intro for it. And then Stugatz also left for that. So here we are, doing I, the Stupidity. I think this is my first time on Stupidity. Is it? I, I feel like I've said that a couple times, and I just continue to say that it's my first time. How does it feel? Stupidity feels good. Like, I remember, you know, when Stupidity was just a little tiny little seed growing. Mm-hmm. When, you know, it was Stu and Dan Stanzik, and, uh, and then you came along. I, uh, usher in the new world of stupidity. I'm really just babysitting the world of stupidity, if I'm going to be honest with you. And but no, it feels like you're more than a babysitter. Nah, dude. it's because... It feels like you're like... You're like the adult now. No. Like the, the supervisor. Well, that's kind of... Yes. But it's... You want to be honest with you? Mm-hmm. Stugatz misses Dan Stanzik. Wow. And it's, a, it's something that I've picked up on a lot because he mentions him a lot and he was happier. Still? Yeah. He was happier doing stupidity back then and he's happier doing weekend observations the weekend show like with that crew and yeah. he mentions them a lot and it's like okay well i mean i'm here i'm trying to get these things done for you but he he just always talks about that he's like oh you used to do bits and we used to do this and we used to do that and it's like yeah but like 
you book the Georgia Tech head coach on a Tuesday, and then you book Brees Hall on a Thursday, and you book Mike Golick on a Wednesday, and it's like we literally don't have time to do all of these things that you want to do. It's right. just an impossible. And I have children that I need to tend to. Naturally. That's really, if we're going to just talk amongst us, that's really what I've noticed is that when his children left, he has a lot of free time now, and he fills his free time with with you. Me. You know what's hurting it too? Oh, hi, Mike Fuentes. Hey, what's up? Hey. The, the golf course is under construction. That's killing That's me. That's a killer that because he would be me. out there playing, but since the golf course is under construction, what's tough. the what's the ETA for that to be finished? I don't know. It's or not a long enough. time. It's been a while that his golf course has been under construction. Yeah, I think Raheem Mostert said like ten months almost. Yeah, like it's a long been time. Almost a year. I think that I think that they said maybe November, which is a month from now, which would be like, oh, that would be incredible. A godsend for you, right? Yeah, because I just try to get things like let's let's get a schedule going. You know, that'd be nice. Anyway, it's tough. Yeah, my poor Mike Fuentes. Yeah. It's tough when you are used to one thing as far as like you, Billy, where you, you're used to like a little bit more scheduled from Stugatz because of he's got to go lacrosse practice, yeah. or take the girls wherever. And then all of a sudden that changes and then everything in Stugatz's life changes, but then also everything in your life kind of changed too. But in the opposite direction. Right. Like I have more responsibilities than I did when we were starting. And right. I need to tend to those. And his responsibilities have gone the opposite direction. Hmm. Anyways, we're here to talk about sneakers today. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I, I feel it though. He, he misses, you mentioned Dan Stanzik. He, this is, I think in an ideal world, he'd have Dan Stanzik around. He'd have Mikey C back. Mikey, Mikey C, C is yeah. always trying to get on. And we're like, Mikey, I don't, I don't think that's allowed. Which is weird because everyone else is allowed on, and I'm starting Except to. I'm trying to now wonder if like that was the one thing, and like the divorce from ESPN was like you can have whatever you want, just give it some time, but no Mikey C ever, because it seems imagine? like that's the only rule. Stupidity listeners remember Mikey C fondly. Mikey C is the best. Yeah, Mikey he still C texts awesome. me. Right? He will text me. It's been a while, but he would. Is text he still me. pretty swole or what? He texts me like pictures of him at the gym sometimes. And now that we mention him, this will get back to him. Yeah. Because that's how that works. And that then he'll guy, like dude. he'll re enter our world. Was he your guy for real? Yeah. Cause funny enough, when when I lived and worked in Bristol and, and at ESPN, Mikey C, Mikey A, Stanzik was my boss for like a year. Mikey A doesn't like being called Mikey A. But I we're know, so but we have deep to, in now. The I problem don't know is we have Mikey do. A and Mikey C at that point, so it was hard to that's why he became Mike Yates. You guys just named him that. But he doesn't right. like being called that. But then when we do, like, God Bless Football, there's Mike Golick. So if you just say Mike, then there's confusion. Two Mikes, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like when somebody says Mike here, you know, Mike Ryan turns around, Mike Fuentes turns around, mm-hmm. Gino turns around for some reason. Yeah. That's when we say Chris. There used to be three of those. There's, like, ten of them now. Yeah. There's a bunch of Chris's. Mm-hmm. Is there? Whittingham's back today. Wednesday. Uh, yeah. I don't know why. Me neither. He just won't go away. Guy just pops up. <laughs> it's odd. He's got Apple money now. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah, but, but why is this what he wants to do? I guess <laughs> I is my question. Yeah. <laughs> you can do whatever he wants. Do the go local on vacation. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm just presenting facts. Is he coming on here to talk about soccer? The food Soccer's board? dead. We know that. Nah. That's, a, that's a mandatory. You know what's not dead, though? Hmm. Sneakers. That's true. Mm. Sneakers are always alive. No, don't, don't give me that. Don't do that. The resale market is definitely down. Really? That's yeah, good, so though. If you want to buy stuff that you're going to wear, is the now time. is the time to do it. Yeah. But what are you doing? You like then hoard the sneakers and then try to, to flip no, them later no, on? No, it's the, just you can get shoes that... So here's here's the thing, Billy, and something that hopefully we can get into with Russ, Russ Bankston. Always a tough name to say. Yeah. It's Bankston. that double consonant at the at the middle. Like, yeah, really Bankston. Bankston. B-E-N-G-T-S-O-N. Yeah, it's that Bankston. Bankston. Yeah. So with Russ ben- Bankston... Damn. 
Russ I Bengston. Think, I don't think you spelled his name right. Let's just call him Russ. I think you missed an S in the middle. No. Bengston. I have it right here. Banks, bank. B-E-N-G-T. Son. Yeah. Bengston. See, like the, Bengston. The, 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 triple, the triple consonant kind of messes me yeah, up. Yeah, it's kind of like when in its day. R- what? Russ Bengston. February. Feb- February. February. Anyways, uh, the resale market really cr- went crazy, not only because of the pandemic, too, but because of, you're going to laugh, but the last dance took Jordans from one place in the sneaker situation to a completely new era of every hype beast on the planet that started watching, what's it called? The, uh, the last dance? Last dance. Started buying sneakers at a completely yeah. disproportionate rate to the rest of us sneaker people. Yeah, the, the, so the Jordan has always been the top tier thing. Yes. Right, that everybody wanted. But then like you said, I think Yeezy it just, had its time in the sun. Yeah, I think it just... eclipsed it for a little bit, but right. then came back down. I think it just put... Um, I think it just kind of put everybody in the mainstream since the pandemic was such a special time where you, we really weren't watching it. We were watching The Last Dance like it was Sunday Night Football. Right, right. We were Everybody was on it. Everybody was watching it. And then it kind of put that, oh, this is a cultural thing, a shoe thing. It just kind of injected Exploded it into the mainstream. It. Yeah. And it killed us because you could... I, I got uh, in 20... I want to say it was 2019, Mike. I got Royal Blue Ones. Mm-hmm. For $197 on StockX. Those same shoes today are like a $500 shoe. Why? What changed? Last Dance. Yeah, I'm Shadow not... Ones that I've been looking for forever. At the, at, I think they released in 2018. Dude, they sat on StockX forever. They sat in stores. I remember saying They sat them in everywhere forever. And now, $600 shoe. The same with the Mochas. Like... Mochas were always expensive. but now Yes, but inexplicably expensive yeah. on the resale market just because they look like Travis Scott's. Not the point. Mm-hmm. Point is, Billy, sneakers are alive and well. Mm. And me and you. Well, Mike Fuentes says they're not. Well, no. The resale market's The resale different. market's down. In 2019, I made a lot of money reselling. Can I ask you a question yeah. about sneakers that yes. I don't understand? Mm-hmm. So, like, if everybody buys Jordans uh-huh. and we have days in here where four people are wearing the exact same pair of Jordans, why mm-hmm. do you want to wear the same exact shoes for other, three other people are wearing the same Listen, day? Listen, this is something I've always thought about. People rush to all look the same, and I uh. don't understand why. Hmm. That's, that's the number one thing I'll never understand with the sneaker game. And like, but you said it. I, I don't know why. I guess it's, like, um, it's kind of like community theory. But, but like if, if four, it's not a commodity if anyone can get it and four people are wearing but you the can, exact same but, thing. But not everybody can when get it. everybody in the office has the exact same pair of shoes on, it's not the dunks. like... He's talking but about then, the Panda Dunks but, but where everybody cool. has them. Yeah, but the Panda Dunks have like a huge... Like they've released so much of it. It's very high like inventory rate. Right. Like what we're talking about is the Jordans that they might only release... 65,000 pairs right. worldwide. Right. So then if you don't get them when they release at the retail point of Good 180, luck. you're going to end up paying like 800 bucks for them. Right. And that's where you get not everybody wears the same thing, but amongst people who are in the sneaker game, quotation marks, they will know that that is a highly sought after sneaker and you're the one wearing Like if you're getting if you're walking in with the Sean Wotherspoon Air Max. Yeah. I know, okay, wait a second. This guy or girl knows what they're doing because mm-hmm. you don't walk in with $1,200 sneakers like if it's all good. I wouldn't it's, wear it's $1,200 yeah. sneakers. A lot of people wouldn't. People skate in them. That's I went. I went to a Got Soul one time where a dude was trying to sell uh, size 13, which I am, skated in Wotherspoons for, for like $800. I'm like, dude, they don't, they don't have a sole. Like the sole was like a bald tire. How do you like those, Billy? You like those? You I wear think those? Mike Golick Jr. has those. Shoes. Yeah, he I does. Think, I think he does. Yeah, he yeah does. I've, I've seen, seen those mm-hmm. before. I I want to say that Michael Jr. lost them 
for a while and then got them back now. somehow. I lost them? Yeah, What's he the lost them like for? under his bed or under somebody's bed. I don't remember. What? That's We might have to have Gojo on to talk about that That's story. That's a weird story. I remember him tweeting that, that he lost them for a while. So the Sean Wotherspoon Air Maxes currently... On goat, they're going for eighteen hundred dollars. Why the hell would you want to buy someone's dirty old stinky? No, these shoes? are brand new. Those are, these those are brand are dead. new. No, but the one that your skateboarder. Well, no, no, no. I told. I, I was like, I'm not buying these. It was embarrassing. But I'll see. We'll teach you a couple things. Why can't you just buy like a pair of Fila's or something? You know what I mean? I think the silence says it all. Yeah. <laughs> those shoes, those shoes, Billy, for eighteen hundred bucks. Yeah. Puts you in a level of sneaker. It puts you in debt. Is what it puts you in. Well. That's another story. For there's only days. there's only two pairs available on StockX right now. One of them is thirty five hundred. The other one is thirty seven hundred. The, the retail of the shoe was one sixty. Wow, those shoes are ugly. I remember the day they dropped, and I was so close on sneakers because you know how when when you don't get the automatic didn't get them, mm. where it's kind of still pending and pending. Dude, it was sending me on a pending thing for like ten minutes. I'm like, bro, I think I got these, and then I got the didn't get them. Billy, we're gonna teach you a little something though. The okay. shoes that you see on Goat, StockX, any of these things, when you see dead stock. That means they're unworn. They're completely brand new. Mm. Mm. Yep. They're also icy. Icy. Yeah. Icy means brand new and crisp. Brand new. Yeah. Got it. And do you wear these shoes when you buy them? Well, <laughs> I, I wish. I hope to di- one day that I can buy a pair of those shoes. And would you wear them? Yeah, I'd wear them. I wear all my shoes. There's not one pair of shoes that I don't. wear. So you wear. sell your used shoes? No, I keep my used shoes. I do. I sell mine. You. You. I mean, I don't want to spoil anything, but you in this interview said that you sold multiple pairs of shoes. Those yes, shoes but you they're never not worn. No, they're not worn. Got it. I only sell dead stock shoes. I don't sell used shoes. Hmm. Mike has done trades. Yeah. Where, trades. What'd you trade? I traded like three pairs of Jordan ones plus a little bit of cash on top for some off-white Jordan fours. A great which, pair, by the way. Sale. Yeah. A beautiful sale. Which color. is right now. Oh no, this is wrong. So if I wanted to buy a pair right now on StockX. They would cost me uh, $1,850 brand new. Those shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I ended up, I think, like the, I got them brand new, all said and, you know, done with the new pairs of everything for about 1200 But there were pairs of shoes I had worn before and I probably wasn't going to wear again. Where so do you, Where do you wear those shoes to? I wore them to like, he a special to the event. Marlins game. I think I also, I wore them to the Marlins game. I also, I wore them. The first day in this new studio. Yeah. Why? Because it's a big day? Because... Are those like your best shoes? Like, like yeah, that's the def- special event? Like you break my, those yeah, out? Yeah, yeah, definitely my most expensive. Really? Yeah, I wore them because Taylor was doing that like walk-in video. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, yeah. NBA thing, so I'm like, oh, whatever, we'll show out. I'm trying so. to think of what shoes I wore that day. I don't remember. Um, Billy, you know what? What? This this uh, interview and this stupidity has opened my heart in a way that I want to share with you. Don't share with me. I don't like No, I do. I want. I want... You know what we're going to do, Mike Fuentes? What are we going to do? Does it take up time of mine? I don't want it. It does take up time. I don't, I'm not interested. Oh, I know what you're talking thank about. Thank you, but no thank you. I don't want I don't it. I'm going to take Billy sneaker shopping. Don't Let's do, do that. It. No. Are you paying? We'll, we'll work something out. I'm we're, not paying for No, sneakers. I'm not going to have you pay. I spent we'll $29 for sneakers. We'll work something like, out where limit. you can get your first pair of Jordans. Do How you have Jordans before? No. How about that? Actually, you know what? I don't think that's true. I think that when I was like in... I think that when I was in like fourth or fifth grade, before it was like a big thing, mm-hmm. I had the Jordan uh, shoes. I was going to, I don't know what they are. What colors? It was the one that was like two colors. It was like white and black on the other side. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do no. You, do you know which one I'm talking about? To be oh, fair. Oh, 12s? Did you have 12s? I don't know. Show what, what, year, was 12s. 12s? what yeah. year was 12s? Taxi 12s? What year was that? I'll show you. That right would have been 97. That's, that's flu game. Were they red and black or were they white close. and black? 
Yeah, I had those. those oh, the ones taxi twelves. Taxi. Yeah. I have a pair of taxi twelves. Icy, by the way. Yeah. yeah. From two thousand and twelve. What size? Two thousand twelve. No, I had them in ninety seven. No, I had them when it was the, OG the year. Ones, yeah. I got them at the Nike outlet. And you probably got them for wow. cheap because nobody cared back then. Yeah, I mean, I got them for it was, it was, 90, probably, it was 98 or Dude, I probably was. got those at the Nike outlet for like $50 or something. You remember My parents were not going to buy me hundreds yes, of dollars. Of course. Shoes. Do you remember Just for Feet? Yeah. It's a brand's warrant now. Were the 13th pair is free? No, I don't remember. You that. used to be able to play inside the hoop. Yeah, they had a hoop. And like test it. Yeah. yeah, those. So are those good shoes? Yeah. yeah if you had those now, those would be really They're nice. a desirable pair. So I, re- I retired after those. <laughs> it's a one and done. Yeah, I was. You're like done. a one and done. College I used to player. wear this to like elementary school, like yeah. PE class or whatever. Yeah. If you were to buy a brand new pair right now, they'd cost you 380 bucks. Wow. That's What's what about like size six boys? Because that's what I probably was at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Do they still sell that? Uh, no, the smallest pair on StockX is an eight, which is 513. Wow. So you see, if I would have kept them, they probably would have been worth even more. Yeah, and, and, and they would have been OGs too. I, mm-hmm. I would have loved you explaining to your parents how, mom, dad, I can't wear this because in 12 years maybe I can sell them 12. for 500 bucks. No, no in 20. Like, Years. Years. Yeah. Yeah. What size were you back then? Like, like I said, a six? I don't know. We can get you a size seven for 457 right now. Wow. Yeah. Billy, no. What we're going to do is I'm going to take you. We're personally going to go sneaker shopping, you I'm and I. Good. I'm going to teach you about sneakers, and I'm going to I'm going to go, sure. like, DSW? No, no we're going to go down we're to our go boys to a nice at Daily. Place. Yeah, Daily a nice place Who? at Daily, our boys at Daily. Where's that? It's right north, down the street. It's right here, North Miami. It'll take you. It's it's right at the edge of Winwood. It's uh, two seconds. No, it's 20 blocks from here. Super close. Me and you're gonna go. I'm gonna teach you about sneakers. I don't want to learn. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna make <laughs> sure that general. you walk out. Yeah, those are the exact with points. a beautiful yeah. pair of shoes. I remember the gold on the back. Like oh, that's really? not them. That's not it. Yeah, yeah. This that's tactics. a different color. What are we doing? I'm gonna take you sneaker shopping. I don't want to. Can we wait? Hold on a second. Wait. Whoa. Hold on. What size you now, Billy? I did have an idea. Are we doing this like for the show, like content? Yes. Expensed. Okay, that's what I was trying to tell you. Wow. That we'll we'll take care of it. So who do we talk to about that? We'll talk John to Reed? my guy. No, we'll talk to my guy, John Jonathan. We're good. No, but like for the like the payment, John, John Reed. Just don't, have worry, him no. expense don't worry. Don't worry about the Jenny's payment. in town. Do ask Jenny? We could. We can ask Coogs. I, I don't know who Coogs to ask. Coogs would just say no. Coogs just likes sneakers. No. Why don't you go sneakers? Coogs, Coogs no, does like sneakers. He doesn't like being on camera. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then you got to play like intermediary because the guy's trying to sell you the shoes won't hear him talking. He'll whisper everything. Yeah. What do you mean the guy trying to sell him the shoes? This place you're telling taking me to is in a store. It is a store. It is a store. They don't just have a price and this is what you pay. But they no, have they a do. salesman who comes and helps you. Oh, yeah. I. And then but, and then Kuz has questions. He'll talk like this. Yeah, yeah I, I can't have that. Yeah. I can't be I can't like have translating. Yeah, yeah, I can't be translating because I barely can hear him. And then yeah, and then we can't. Then they play music in there. Why do you think he talks so low? I think he's. I think he's being very polite. He doesn't want to hurt anybody's ears, so he talks. Really hurt well. anybody's ears. Yeah, I mean, we really all we all wear headphones for a living. None of us. Can yeah, my hearing is going to be so bad yeah. when I'm like older, for Me sure. Too. For sure. I feel like my eyesight's going to shit. If we're being honest, mine is too. That's really? why I have to wear my glasses more and more. What does that have to do with anything? Because we're talking about degenerative. But what? Yeah, but you think it's work related or just in general? Your no, just in general. Bad. Well, being no, you're looking fuck. at computers yeah. a lot too. Yeah, and yeah, phones, and I what guess. we're doing, which I've noticed, is like we're switching our vision from close to our phones to looking up, which is more long distance vision. And it's like I think it's kind of messing with. How me. do we do that? Because it's almost impossible in the line of work that we have to not look at computers. Like it's just, impossible. No, we're yeah. cooked. Every, yeah, you, you have to yeah, look at computers. We have to do like just great blue light goggles. Basically, not an option. These glasses are blue light. Yeah, mine too. Mine too. Yeah. I have them in my bag, but I always forget that I have them and then I don't wear them. Mm. Doesn't help me in the bag. All right, so it's settled. We're going to go sneaker shopping, you and I. Mike's going to be there. He's going to facilitate everything. We're going to talk to my boys at Daily. Wait, We're Mike gonna is get coming you. too? Yeah, Mike's going to be What kind of shoes? Whatever you want. I, I was trying to remember. I asked uh, Juju. He was like, don't do that. Because I was looking somewhere and I, I saw Giannis' shoes. I'm like, what do you think of these shoes? He's like, no. 
Giannis is good if you're going to play basketball like outdoors. I have a, I had a pair of Giannis's that I played outdoors with. I, I feel like I saw like Giannis or like Paul George and he's like no. PGs don't do that. Yeah, PGs like, are also that. not bad to play. Basketball. What do you think we should get Billy though? I, th- I can see Billy in like a. We need to get Billy something something. That, are we going to talk to Russ ever today? Or not? Yes, we will. I promise. Okay, I promise. Got it. Let's get Billy something that is classic. Okay, that is timeless. They're going to get wear dirty. With whatever. Yeah, but that's fine. But you, so you got to find a shoe that looks a little good beat. Yeah. What does that mean? You know that what I'm thinking for Billy. I have. I already know what it Hold is. Hold on, tell me. Let me. Let me Google it. Okay. Honestly, what it looks. I'm like. thinking of getting Billy. They dropped earlier this year. I didn't get it. No, them. it sounds expensive. No, no, you're fine. The the Jordan One 85s black and white. They no. Mm, I I don't I don't know. I, They're a pair that he can wear with whatever he wants. I he can wear them up. He can wear them down. No. I think I think I think I he'll look good that. in like a Jordan One low. These look like the shoes that everybody here has. Yeah, but they're but they're different. No, no I, this looks like the shoes that everybody here has. Because they're putting them in Jordans, right? The yeah. Jo- yeah, but the Jordans, everybody has Jordans. It doesn't seem like it's like a unique thing. But that's the thing. You want to be part of the, you know. I don't. Part of the culture. No, I'd want to. How about the I Lucky wanna, Greens? Go down, go down. What are the, the Lucky Green ones. The purple ones. ones that say air. Go down, go down. No, up then, I guess. Purple ones that say air. Yeah, yeah, keep going, keep going. Right there. These, boom. ooh. What do you think of Let those? me see. Those the Ambush Airmore well. Temple Low Lilac. Yeah, those are what what size you Super expensive. 12. $311. Yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. Oh, yeah, I've seen those. Yeah. Yeah. No, we got to get him a pair of Jordans. No. Like I'm a good. classic pair. I want comfortable shoes. That's the other thing. They're comfy. Is, basketball shoes are not comfortable. But they're not basketball shoes, though. They're retros. It's different. No, what does that mean? That they're not basketball shoes. Okay. We should get him the, those Nocta, I'm Nocta not, Glides. I'm not doing any of this. We should get him the ones that had, I'm trying to remember what, what they were this? called. What day is this? We don't know. Whatever day, whatever day you want to no, set it up that you don't have anything. a day that you don't have anything. Busy, unfortunately. <laughs> I appreciate the gesture, but that day I can't. He has no. a thing at Marlins Stadium. Yeah. It's weird. I can't do it that day. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. The I, next day, I appreciate though. it. The next day. The next day. Let me check my calendar. Okay. We should get him the ones that have like the f- the fur coming out. Actually, you know, we should get him. No, I don't if like we those. Get, if we can swing it, I don't like those. Some Yeezy Wave Runners. I think we need to stay away from Yeezys. That's true. Yeah. How about these? Uh, yeah. Very affordable, only 140 bucks. What Very, are they? I don't know what those are. Air Jordan One Low, Black Toes. No, nah, I don't like that. Yeah, those are nice, dude. I don't want Jordans. Everybody has Jordans. I want some. No, like Billy, those are nice. I'm telling you, those are nice. You're gonna cut all this out, aren't you? Is there like New Balance? Can I get a New Balance? There are some fire I'm a big New, new Balance guy. Yeah. I'm a big New Balance yeah. guy. Yeah. What about Puma? Puma. Think about Puma. It's like very narrow. Is that what he says it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get ready for it today. Yeah. Very, very narrow shoe in my opinion. So I don't wear. I, These you know, nice. You're not lying. I, tr- I was going to wear today the, the ones that I bought for twenty nine dollars. They were really tight, They're and narrow. I was like, "Oh man, these are like tight shoes. Should I've gone up a size?" Like it was, it was really un- almost uncomfortably tight. I'm like, "I'm not going to wear these." Today. Do you know the story of uh, Puma and Adidas? They were brothers, right? Yeah, and that's all there is to say about that. Okay, that was well, the story. It's just more in depth, and I don't think we should get into it right now because we've been yammering Agreed. for a while. We, we do yeah. have a. Yeah, you have to get to Russ. We have to get to Russ. Oh, yeah. they have that shoe in black, Billy. If you want it, which one? No, no. I've seen that one. Yeah. See, that was like another. Sh- what year did that come out? That was like one that I remember elementary school kids. The air, the air tempo, I think, was like a. The air one tempo's all the way, fire. The one all the way on the left's not bad. This one. Yeah, that one. Ooh, bad. Air Jordan Low Retro. The Air Jordan Six Retro Aqua. How much is that? You can get a they size just came out. 13 for 200 bucks. Nah, too much. They just came out, Billy. What do they have in like the $65 range? <laughs> <laughs> nothing. What is it for twenty nine ninety nine? <laughs> they have nothing for $65. You can buy socks or something for 65 bucks. Socks. Yeah. <laughs> we can get you some Vans. Are we going to get to Russ? Yeah, let's do that. Let's yeah. talk to Russ. Stu Gatz here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't. 
the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. I have been enjoying ice-cold Miller Lights for as long as I can remember. In fact, I enjoyed some over the weekend. As the Knicks beat the Sixers in advance of the second round, me and my friends, we sat around, we celebrated. With ice-cold Miller Lights, what did we do? We made fun of Joel Embiid. Ah, I love it, the Knicks. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. Hey, Russ, how are you? Doing good. What's going on, guys? What's up, man? I was in Memphis last week, which was actually my literal first um, plane flight since the start of the pandemic to do like a 16 part pod with Lang Whitaker for uh, Grind City. I was actually watching a little bit of that uh, of that episode. I had just put it on right before you got on. Oh, that mu- wait, that must have been something else because I don't think they even released any of that yet. It was an so, hour. It, I don't think it was the 16 part one you were working on. It was like an hour show that you did with all the guys. Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was like some, uh, they do like a separate sneaker pod right, out of there. Right, so right. they put me on that. So like <laughs> that one day we did eight episodes. We recorded eight episodes with Lang and then that one. So Oof. there was a lot of sneaker talking that day. A lot of talking in general, which is always, once oh you get my to God. the end of it, you're just like, I don't want to talk about anything. I don't want to say anything. Just get me out of I, I told someone at the end of it, I'm like, I don't want to talk about sneakers anymore today at all. (laughs) But no, I mean, it's going good. It's crazy that it just feels like, you know, it's been forever. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, it's here. How long have you been working on it? Forever, man. Like, I mean, I pitched it back in like 2019. Wow. So the initial, like, not published date but the initial like date the manuscript was due was like may of 2020 and i stretched it unfortunately way longer than that in part because of pandemic issues in part because of like first time writing a book and clearly had no idea what i was getting into to an extent like it was one of those things where like to be perfectly honest like the the proposal was almost too successful too successful you know like it went from like oh this would be a fun thing to do so like, oh shit, someone bought it and now I have to write it. And now I have an actual date when it's due. And like, I don't even know, like there's so much basic stuff I hadn't had quite figured out yet. So, um, yeah, it was, it was an entertaining process. Now it's like, oh good. So if it does well, that means I have to do this again, probably right. the burden of the second book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't even thought about it. I mean, I thought about it, but not a lot. So Russ Banks is joining us now. His new book, A History of Basketball and 15 Sneakers, is available now. So what what is the next book? I don't even know what the next book is yet, to be honest with you. Like, I had ideas even like, and I probably drove my editor slash agent crazy early on where it was like, um, you know, oh, what if I did like the history of the Jordan one? And it's kind of like, well, why don't you write the book? You actually are already under contract to write. Mm. Like, Oh yeah, that would probably be be a good idea. Um, so like, yeah, I mean, I did have that thought 
briefly because like i think there's so much more room to expand on that shoe in particular but then like in the eternal process of writing this book the air movie came out um you know i think a lot more attention has been paid to that i didn't actually go see the air movie because i didn't want to really distract myself or you know have fiction meld with fact and throw myself completely off so i'll watch it someday i'm vaguely curious um but uh yeah long story short i'm not sure like someone someone suggested like oh why don't you do like a history of skateboarding in 15 shoes and it's like well for starters i'm not really a skateboarder i'm hey. skateboarder adjacent um i know a lot of the shoe stuff i've spoken to a bunch of those guys like i could probably do it but you know i don't think i would have the same um what's the word i'm looking for authority to do something like yeah. that I mean, you're an OG in the shoe game, dude. So like you you grew up at the perfect time where everything was really coming together and the explosion of the sneaker really happened, right? Like, can you take us through, don't take us through all 15, but through some right. of the most important ones that have really laid the foundation for what we see today in sneakers? Well, I mean, you know, it starts with the Chuck Taylor and the Chuck was like, obviously such a big deal for so long. You know, and when I first like conceived of it, it was like, oh, like the history of basketball and the history of sneakers and how each grew with each other. And like, honestly, like the Chuck was the dominant shoe for, you know, so much from like set shot all the way through um, the late 60s. So into like kind of when the ABA was starting off and like, you know, Wilt Chamberlain played his entire career in Chuck Taylor's, which is Crazy. insane. I mean, there's photos <laughs> of him like, running track in chucks um you know but i think there's a difference between like when that's all you know and now if you took say like you know a lebron or somebody and gave him a pair of chucks and was like go play an nba game in these like i i, I don't know i mean i feel like his feet and ankles would be like yo no we're not doing this um but you know then i i think and i'm not going to go through all 15 right away but like the superstar when Adidas came out with that, like that was kind of the game changer of its time in the sixties. Um, it kind of came out in 65 as the super grip and then became the superstar by 69. And just the idea of a leather basketball shoe. I mean, it was pretty self-explanatory. Like you would see that after wearing the Chuck for your entire life and be like, Oh man, like I want those. Um, but like, so the air Jordan one to me is still like kind of the linchpin of a lot of this and and it ends up being not that there is well i guess yeah it, it is kind of the central shoe um you know and it's funny because it always struck me in bobito's book where'd you get those he talked about the air jordan kind of being the end of things and i always talk to him about that because it's like yo like you don't realize like you were in the city you were like a a, a crazy like hoop addict and he's a little older than i am not much but a little bit um you know for for him and people like him sneakers was such like this insider thing and like amongst basketball players and the jordan one was kind of like i don't even know it was it's like the industry plant of sneakers mm -hmm. you know it's like that got pushed out there as like no this is cool and for people who had spent years kind of determining cool by themselves it was kind of insulting you know or kind of like beginner-ish um but for me i was 14 years old when the air jordan one came out growing up in suburban long island 
like that was such a huge moment it was just like oh my god like i didn't even realize like there could be stuff like this um you know and then it, it, it's just amazing to look back at like jordan had or nike had an out in that contract and if jordan didn't sell i think it was like three million dollars worth of product within the first three years of the five-year deal they could cut his deal off he sold a hundred air jordan sold 126 million dollars worth of stuff in the first year crazy and he had royalties off not only all that but off all nike air shoes so like you know first of all he made an absurd amount of money just in the first year of that deal and secondly like it just showed kind of everyone that this basketball shoe market could be more than just basketball players and it like it created and filled the vacuum but at the same time you know as the years went on in the 80s and into the 90s like it just exploded like every brand was like wait a minute if we find our own michael jordan like we can make that much money or like we can make that big a splash and as many found out the hard way there's kind of only one michael jordan yeah. is it blasphemous to say the chuck taylors are trash for athletics <laughs> <laughs> i don't think so like i i kind of came around on that where it's like you know going through a lot of this and like looking at all the guys who started out in them and guys who who legit played in them like you know, Dr. J played in him in his beginnings in the ABA. And while he was at, uh, what do you call it? Uh, why am I speaking? UMass. Um, you know, Wilt is the one I always go back to, like his entire career and was one of the most athletic guys ever. You know, Bill Russell played in Chucks and then in like a Chuck-esque shoe he had built. So yes and no. I think a lot of us, when we think of Chuck Taylor's, we think of when Nike took over and bought out Converse in 2003, when Converse was in bankruptcy, they shifted Chuck Taylor production over to uh, to Asia. And the Chucks then, I don't think, compared at all to the Chucks that were prevalent in the 60s and 70s. I think they were already kind of on decline once they became a lifestyle shoe rather than an actual basketball shoe. But if you look at like the Chuck 70s now, which are kind of the more expensive, slightly more substantial ones, I can kind of see how a guy could play in them. I don't know if you guys saw like Devin Booker um, did his media day shoot wearing Chucks. Chucks. Yeah, I saw him. And I'm just like, you know, Devin's been that kind of old school cat for a while, even though he was born in 96. He drives like a, a low rider sometimes. Like he obviously wears the old school stuff like. I, if he wanted to, I bet he could play a game in uh, in like the uh, the Chuck seventies. Although now he has a new signature shoe of his own, so that probably won't happen. Eerily similar to a Kobe that we've seen before, and it's funny when you mention like all the other brands went out and tried to get a player that was their Michael Jordan. God knows Adidas tried with Kobe. God knows that Reebok tried with AI. Like down the line, you've seen all these players just really not take off until they get back to Nike. And then you see their line just take off like that, that crazy eights, Kobe Adidas, or the ones that look like a, like a, like a spaceship. You remember right, those? Right. Like right, those were yep, terrible. Yep. They were so bad. And then all of a sudden Kobe goes to Nike and probably after Air Jordans, I would probably say that for me, as far as Nikes are concerned, Kobe's signature line is second to Jordan. Um, I think you can make that case. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, Kobe from the four onward when he when he when they started doing the low tops and kind of kept it consistent. You know, I think if you look at a lot of modern signature shoes now, um, you know, everything from Luca and Tatum to Giannis to LeBron to KD, they're all low tops now. Pretty much everybody's wearing low tops. Like, I think, you know, and, and the funny thing is, like, if you look at the history, like, there were pros wearing low top Chuck Taylors. You know, the superstar was designed as a low top. And the only reason Adidas did the pro model was because they were like, well, there's some people who aren't going to want to, aren't going to trust low tops. Like low tops have kind of always been a thing, but they went away from them for a while. And you had like, some guys would wear them. Like Steve Nash always wore lows. Um, Trying to think like Sam Cassell, Mike Bibby. Um, But Kobe was, yeah, he was the one who really ushered in the whole like okay any, anyone can wear low tops like if kobe can do it you're probably not putting as much pressure on your shoe as kobe is so you can probably deal with it um the thing is like i, I don't know you know you wonder how much of it is the person how much of it is the shoe obviously kobe endorsed those adidas um i actually kind of like the crazy eights like the 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 kb8 um and the KB8 too, I think they were pretty good. You know, that was early on in his career. I don't think he had the impact quite yet, um, even though obviously he was getting a ton of all-star votes. And the Iverson stuff, like, you know, I think the question is a pretty iconic shoe. Outside of that, I don't know. I, I just don't know if, like, if that line was really, like, you know, really evocative of what Iverson was able to do. And it's like, you don't want to second guess that stuff, but if Iverson signs with Nike and gets like 90s Nike stuff and gets the attention and the commercials that someone like a penny got, who knows? It'd be crazy. What's your what's your grail shoe? What's the shoe that you look at and you're like, I'm so glad I have this one? Man, I mean, there's obviously a couple. Um, probably like, I mean, it's cliche, but probably a pair of the original 1985 black and red Jordan ones that I got like on eBay, I believe like before um, things got completely out of hand. Like my, the one pair I have is in pretty new condition and I paid like $300, you know, and at this point you're talking like 10 times that probably yeah, easily. Um, I also have, I have a pair of black, white and red ones that I bought at a, either a Goodwill or Salvation Army, I forget, in Newark, Delaware, when I was in college. So this would have been like 1991. So this wasn't even that long afterwards. They're pretty cooked. Um, they were a size 11 and a half. I wear a nine and a half, 10. I wore them anyway back then because <laughs> I didn't think they'd ever come back out. Like the idea of retro just seemed so strange. Like why would they re-release old shoes? Um, so I wore them a couple times held on to them slam when I was there had a drop ceiling. So for years they hung from the ceiling, oh. um, in the office, one pair actually went to the Bada shoe museum or one shoe. They were doing a display in like somewhere in Australia and they didn't have an 85 Jordan one. So I offered that one up. So it got to take a year in Australia. Um, and yeah, I still have them somewhere. I mean, they're in, 
pretty bad shape. Um, you know, if they were to be wearable at any point, you'd probably have to do a soul swap and stuff like that. But I actually don't believe in that. Like, I, I'm kind of like with shoes, like they talk about cars, like it's only original once. Right. And uh, yeah, I don't believe in putting like a retro soul on a an old shoe. Just it to, just doesn't. Just so it makes it not it. the shoe anymore. At what point is it the shoe when you change right. everything about the shoe? <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. Cleaning it is one thing, although I'm bad at that, too. Your new book, A History of Basketball and 15 Sneakers, is available now. What would be the 16th sneaker? Which one didn't make the cut? So I'm gonna be I'm gonna cheat and give you three. All right. Um, oh, Elias, <laughs> I like it. So I t- to preface this, like, you know, I tried to be fair in terms of like getting to stuff from various companies. I tried to like keep it to like different generations and not you know, do too much right around one time frame. So, I mean, the one that really bugs me, but it didn't make it because I would have covered the same ground so many times was the question. Um, you know, I think Iverson obviously was such a huge personality, like him getting his own shoe, like from the beginning, put him on the same level as Jordan before him and LeBron after he got a huge deal from Reebok. You know, it was between Reebok and Nike, basically the only ones who could really afford them. Um, and that shoe made such an impact and he was such a impactful guy, like forget player. Um, you know, I always say like Jordan was kind of the, the guys who rappers talked about and like Iverson was one of those guys. Like, I mean, I know his rap album got shelved and will probably never come out, but for probably for good reason. Um, you know, but him having like Jadakiss in his commercials and stuff like that, like Iverson was a true, like man of the people, you know, like, I don't know who else has been that impactful. Um, and then the other two would be the Grand Hill, one of the Grand Hill Fila's, maybe the four. Um, Forgot about because I think, you know, Fila was an interesting, like, sort of aside to the whole thing. And Grant obviously was, you know, he, he, along with Kobe, was probably as close as you got to the next Jordan. You know, Grant, I guess, was probably more the next Pippin, but with Jordan tendencies, um, because he could do everything at 6'8". And, like, until he got hurt, the stuff he was doing was absurd. You know, he kind of redefined Detroit coming out of the bad boys era. Um and I love, there's a story about Jamal Mashburn when he signed to Fila, like one of the things he got as a bonus was a Ferrari. So it's like, you know, th- th- there's definitely interesting things there. And I, I do think the Grand Hill, you know, did have that kind of impact. And then the third would just be one of the Ewing brand shoes. Because the idea of a guy like launching his own brand in the late 80s, early 90s in New York, ending up wearing it on the dream team um, and the fact that it made enough of an impact that they brought the entire brand back. I I don't know like how many people are wearing it now, Um, but you know, that was kind of a moment too. And even just the idea of like, at least in the beginning, the thought was to make those shoes affordable, which is something that's also been kind of a recurrence. Funny thing is those Ewings are like so clunky and big 
They're like Jordan fives where it's just like, how can I wear this to do anything except like walk outside, like in the snow or something. And I remember seeing those Ewings and been like, I can't, I can't wear these. These are just massive. I, I think there was like, there was so much bloat back then, both in the shoes themselves and in like brands, you know, cause like late eighties, early nineties, there was just so much stuff out there. And like, you know, the Reebok pump, like I remember trying those on when I was a kid and it's just like, Good God, like these things are massive. (laughs) It's one thing like Dominique Wilkins being able to play in them. It's like another thing when I'm like 14 years old and like 130 pounds, like why am I going to wear these like two pound shoes? Like (laughs) I got enough problems, Um, you know, or like a company like British Knights doing basketball shoes, you know, and Derek Coleman wearing them on court somewhere, somewhere in a box in the attic. I have a pair of, uh, oh man. I do have a pair of British Knights, and I just totally blanked on the guy's name. He was a, he was a New York guy, and I'm going to remember it. Sweepy Lloyd Daniels mm. when he played for the Spurs, um, but just you know wild stuff like that. You know that's when like Converse introduced the run and gun, which I think they changed the name of because it was like we probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> we'll get you out on this last one. Um, when you look at where sneaker culture when you look at where sneakers are right now not only price point but the way in which we buy sneakers um we need to change right the 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 online sneaker draws the the fact that nothing's available in store anymore if you want real heat you have to go to all these premium stores that are charging three four five six seven ten times over what retail value is like how do we get the ship back on course for sneakers it's funny like I mean, obviously I've thought about this kind of stuff a lot and it's like, you know, I think part of the problem is how often people buy now, you know, you go back to the nineties, you go back to when that stuff was popular, you were lucky to get like two pairs a year, you know, you got three or four pairs a year, you were balling. Yeah. And now it's like the expectation is to buy for buying pairs like every week. Um, there kind of is an embarrassment of riches out there as far as what's available. And it's like, I think everyone would be fine if, you know, A, people bought less and B, like if people weren't so caught up in like checking things off a list, you know, if instead of like, okay, I need this, 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 and this is just like, I need a pair of dope shoes. You can find those. Like if you go on any of those, um, boutiques like sale pages or whatever it's endless there's so much stuff available because whatever was super hot last week if it didn't sell out immediately it's going to be on sale already because they got 10 more pairs this week they need to try and sell so i think it's like you know the only people who are really 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 stuck is if like you insist on being on that crest of the wave and having Mm. whatever the most hyped up thing is the week it's being hyped up if you can wait or if you can you know do with fewer pairs and like get something and wear it a lot there's no shortage of stuff out there like you never ever should have to pay over retail your team wear your shoes right you gotta be oh absolutely absolutely and i have way too many like same um <laughs> every what? time you talk i'm looking over at my closet which i have right here <laughs> and i've got like 70 pairs yeah, all individually in boxes I'm what's like, too oh, many yeah. russ like like 30 pairs of shoes what's too many russ <laughs> oh man 
once you get into triple digits, you're pushing it. Yeah. And like, how, wait, how many do you have? I don't even know. I don't even oh, know. Good. I've never, I've never actually counted. <laughs> I've gotten rid of triple digits like since the start of the pandemic, um, because like I got used to having shoes a whole bunch of places, right? Like I had shoes at the office, I had shoes in storage, I had shoes at the apartment, I had shoes at my parents' house, and when the pandemic hit, I actually ended up moving back home to help my parents out, and I wasn't didn't have a full time job anymore, so. I didn't have an office, so all my stuff ended up either came with you at my parents' house or in the storage unit. And during the pandemic, when there wasn't much else going on, I would like go to the storage unit and just sit there and look into it and be like, "What am I doing?" Like, <laughs> you know, like because there was such a long period when I was at Slam, when I was at Complex, even in between, I was getting sent stuff, and getting sent stuff means like. It's kind of paradoxical, but you buy more too. Right. Because you're like, oh man, like, well, I got these five pairs for free. So, like, there's this other pair I really want. So, I'm just going to go buy it. And when that all stops, you're just like, wait a minute, I don't need anything else. Um, So, I actually got in the habit not only of trying to sell off a bunch, which I did, because I went through so many boxes. I mean, I remember like looking for an alternative to Uline because like the people who run that company are kind of scary. So like, you know, where do I get more shipping boxes from? But I still went through like multiple stacks of like 50 count boxes. Um, But I would also start putting pairs in the car, writing notes and leaving them in the box. Like, yo, like enjoy these. Here's my at. You know, let me know if you find them. And I probably left a hundred pairs out wow, over the geez. course of a year, or maybe less. And like <laughs> at first, I actually shot the location and posted it on my Instagram. Like, yo, I just left a pair of shoes here, like whatever, whatever. Well, I found out kind of the hard way that no matter how many followers you have, you only have so many who are sort of nearby geographically. Yeah. And like one dude picked up like four pairs in a row. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and I was just like, yo, like I'm not doing this to like fill one person's closet. Like that's insane. So I stopped doing that. Um, and I just kept leaving them out. And like, I don't know, 10 pairs would go by and I'd never hear anything. And you're just like, ugh, this sucks. Like, what am I doing this for? And then like that 11th pair, you would get a message and someone would be so psyched and like, shoot a photo of them when they found them. And it's like, oh, all right. Yeah, this is why I'm doing this. Yeah. Um, And the best one was, so I had a pair of, I think it was the Kobe 8 Christmases. It's like the stained glass looking ones with like the neon yellow sole. Mm -hmm. And I'd worn them a couple times. And at first I was going to sell them. I waited long enough. Like I felt there was no way I was going to sell stuff for like a year after he passed. Like I did not want to be a person like, um profiting, know, profiting off of off. it yeah yeah i mean that just seemed sick um plenty of people while, did by the way plenty of oh, people did because prices skyrocketed uh an aside i had a pair of kobe one protros the black and yellow ones sitting at stadium goods for like two years at Dude, retail me too i and forgot I about them. them i completely forgot and like a month after he passed away i was like oh damn like I got to pull those. And I went on. They literally sold the day, like either the day he died or the day after. And I'm sure someone flipped them for double immediately. Oh, for sure. At least. 
they re-released in 18, I want to say. And I sold them in 19 just because I was like, all right, I'm, I want to get rid of these, whatever. And I sold them in 19 and then early 20 is, is obviously when it happened. Yep. And it was just like, damn, like I wish, cause I have my only coach. So I played basketball growing up. So I went, I ran through Kobe's like crazy. Like I have Kobe's yeah. that I actually played in. So like, they're just dust. The, the souls were cast. Like everything is done. The only ones I have still left are Kobe eight Venice beaches that I bought one of my favorite shoes. I love those. So nice. I always keep them. Nice. And I had those Kobe one pro and I was like, man, if I would have had, like, I wish I could go back in time and like keep those. Cause I would have kept them, but yeah. Yeah. But no, so those eights, like they sat for a while and like, no one was really biting. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to leave these out. And it was like around Christmas time. It was super cold out. There was snow on the ground and like, I try and leave stuff like in places that make sense. So I was like, oh, I'm going to leave these at a court. And there's a court not far away, like where I played at as a kid that got completely redone. Like it's super nice now. Wish it was that nice when I was younger. <laughs> um, so I like the park was closed. I had to park on the street and like go through a side gate and like walk carefully over the snow. And I hung them over like the, the stanchion. The next morning I get a message and you wonder about like how true this stuff is, but it, it felt right. Like it was a mom talking about like her kid found them. He loved those. He absolutely wanted a pair and like couldn't get them or whatever. They were his size. Like he considered it like the best Christmas present ever. Wow. And then like a week later, she sends me another photo of him playing in some like basketball game indoors wearing them and it's like okay this is perfect like this is better than any amount of money i would have gotten for him and it's even better than like you know posting him somewhere and being like yo anyone wants these let me know like i don't know like and i guess when you leave out 100 pairs like you're gonna eventually get one that's like cool like that but that was a good one that was a really good one a history of basketball and 15 sneakers. Russ, one more time on the way out. Why should people buy your book? Is it just for sneakerheads? Is it for novices? Who can enjoy this book? Honestly, I mean, I kind of wrote it for everyone. You know, I think like, I think if you know a lot about it, there's going to be a lot of things in there you already know, but there's definitely going to be new things for you. Um, you know, if you have no idea, then you're going to find out a lot of new stuff. Um, <laughs> And honestly, like the reason I wrote it and I tell people like, I've essentially been working on this book since I was 14, you know, since the Air Jordan 1 came out, this has been kind of like, um, basketball and sneakers have always been connected in my mind. And, you know, whenever a new retro would come out or even a new shoe would come out, I would always tell people at brands like, yo, where, like, where's the context? Like, why is, why are you not explaining like how this fits into everything else? And, you know, hopefully in the, in this book, I did some of that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for the time and uh, good luck. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. Stu Gatz here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot has changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. It was the original light beer, and to this day, it's still the best one. Miller Lite has more of the taste you want and less of the stuff you don't. What I love to do, what me and my friends do, when we're sitting around, we like to enjoy it with ice cold 
Miller Lights. Miller Light keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. The original light beer since 1975. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer.